your your best uh, wide world of sports assignment. Give me give me that one. The craziest, wildest. Give me give me the one. Early on, yes. I so I'm one of my first trips to Europe. I had never been to Europe until I joined ABC, and now they've sent me over there. Truly, was the wide world, and, and you got to see it. So I get assigned to an event in Insel, West Germany. I, at that time, Germany was separated, and um, it's in the Bavarian Alps, and it's motorcycles on ice, <laughs> which was a wide world of sports staple in those years. And so it was a quarter mile track which was used for speed skating and for like regular track meets in the summertime. But in the wintertime, it's all iced over. And uh, you have a bunch of Eastern Europeans and Russians at that point and Bulgarians and Romanians. And it was, these are the guys who were competing in this, no, no Westerners. And they would get on motorcycles on motorbikes and go around this quarter mile track, X number of laps with a bunch of spikes coming out of the tires. And that's how they got the traction. And they did this in front of 10,000 wild and woolly Bavarians. And they would start it at about eight o'clock at night. We were taping it in those years. And, uh, but, but the, the, the tailgating would be starting at about three o'clock. So <laughs> it's one of the great stories of all time. So Jeff Mason is the producer, become a great friend, but I, but uh, Jeff had a, you know, has had a fabulous career. He says, why don't we do something different for the scene set? Instead of you coming on in the yellow blazer, blah, 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 welcome to Inzel West Germany. What if you rode down the, the straightaway on the bike and then got off the bike, took your helmet off, and welcomed everybody? So I'm the new kid on the block. I'll do anything at that point. But Rich, I had never, a motorcycle, I'd, I'd barely been on a Schwinn with training wheels. But I'm saying, oh, fine, that's great. <sighs> So what they now they they got to put me in some leathers. So they find a Russian. So we go down to where they, they they're staging the bikes, and there's a Russian who's about five six and maybe 145 pounds. And at that point, I'm five ten and I probably weigh 180. And I'm trying to get in to these leathers. So here I've never been on a bike. Now I'm going to be on a bike on ice with spikes. I'm like this. They put the helmet on my head. That barely fits. I'm squinched up. And now we got to think about it. I'm going to ride down the thing and I'm going to do a scene set on top of it. So having not been on a, on a motorcycle, I don't know how, I don't know how it works. So I'm, I'm on the hand, I got the handlebars and I got everybody, they're like the Russians are talking to me. I got the guy from Czechoslovakia is over here, the Romanians, you know, I got 15 different languages coming at me at once. And all of a sudden, I mean, I'm, I'm revving it up and I don't know what to do next. And I, I began to let the clutch apparently, I didn't know what the hell the clutch was at that point. I'm ready to, and fortunately, a Russian rider grabbed my right hand and, you know, got, got the clutch back in. So it didn't, this, otherwise I would have been, I would have been launched up there with Yuri Gagarin into space at that point. So we decided, we, we decided this would not be such a good idea after all. So now they got to get, get me out of the leathers, blah, blah, blah. Now we're going to go do a conventional scene set, but we're late. Oh, God. So race is supposed to start at 7 8 o'clock, whatever it was. I'm standing out there. Only the, 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 the Germans are there in the stands. They're packed. They're, you know, they're chanting. They're singing. And all of a sudden, I, I start to do the scene set on tape. And now we have to stop. We have a, a technical issue. And the next thing I, I hear is whistling, which, of course, is booing. And then I've got bottles whizzing by my head from the stands. So I have the interpreter there. 
And I said, what the hell, what, what happened? He said, well, your producer had the PA announcer say that just be a few more minutes. American television needs about 10 more minutes before we can start. I said, what? I said, you think I was going to be killed? I, I got vodka bottles ready to slice my head open. And that was uh, that was motorcycles on ice and inside. The West thrill Germany. of victory, the agony of the, the thrill of victory. I could have I could have been the guy that, that fell off the uh, the ski jump. It would have been better than than than, than that video. Oh. Oh man. No, I, I and I know Jeff Mason, he was one of the integral founding producers and advisors of NFL network. He's 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 just, uh, he's, he's one of one too, man. There's no doubt about that. Joining me here on this episode of Just Getting Started, the special NFL Voices tranche of podcasts that we've been putting out ever since the season kicked off is the voice of the NFL on CBS, none other than Jim Nance. So let's, uh, I guess, rewind back to the breaks that you said that happened in college what happened at the university of houston that uh that springboarded for you well i worked for a campus radio station kuhf which is k university of houston you know uh, <laughs> proud proud of my school i love my school uh like you love yours and that gave me a press credential to bring back from the sporting events audio tape that they could then insert the sound bites into their into their newscast the next day. The credential was gold. I wasn't paid anything. It was just an opportunity to go sit in the press box, see big-time sporting events, all the big leagues, college events, et cetera, et cetera, meet the important media members in Houston and watch how the big, big-time guys that were coming in for the networks, how they, in fact, prepared and presented their shows. I would see them. I'd be hanging around in the, in the, in the press box. But one break that happened for me, Rich, is uh, my sophomore year in school. You know, I was masquerading as a golfer. I roomed. I was on the golf team. I actually lettered one year, but that was not the passion. The passion was to get to CBS. But my all of my roommates made it on the PGA Tour. Um, Blaine McAllister, in fact, won five tour events. And Freddie Couples, of course, uh, has had a Hall of Fame career, and I got to be his uh, presenter at the Hall of Fame. All of them, my amigos, were best of friends to this day. They believed in my dream. They did everything to help nurture it and make it seem possible, plausible. So one day in May of 1979, we went out to watch the, 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 the Houston Open Golf Tournament. Four guys from the University of Houston golf team go out to watch... You know, the big stars of the PGA Tour. They all want to be that out there one day. And they all made it. But as we were walking by the 17th hole, I looked over and saw the NBC Sports compound. And uh, one of them nudged me and said, you want to go over over and ask uh, for a job? I said, no, I I don't have any experience. That's not going to happen. But I tell you, it's not a bad idea. I should should, uh, look up Don Olmeyer while I'm here. Who's Don mm-hmm. Olmeyer? I said, well, he's the big guy that runs NBC Sports, and he produces their he produces their golf. How do you know that? Well, you know, hey, I read the credits. Come on, guys. Yeah. I mean, I'm studying <laughs> this stuff. So you go ask Olmeyer, but you got to meet him. You got to meet him. So it was on a Friday. I didn't know if he was going to be on site or not. They weren't covering it until Saturday. But I went up to a security guard with my mates, and I asked to see Don Olmeyer. And the guy said, um, who wants to see him? 
And I said, tell him Jim Nance is here. <laughs> and off went the security guard. We waited, waited. We thought he kind of forgotten about us. All of a sudden, here comes the security guy with another man in tow. It suddenly dawned on me. I didn't know what Don Olmeyer looked like. He looked like. So, <laughs> did he have a cigarette, Jim? Uh, yeah, of course he did. <laughs> and a drink in the other hand. Uh, uh, but a towering presence, as you know. Sure. And uh, he walks over and says, hey, I'm looking for Jim Nance. And I said, yes, sir, I'm right here. Now, all of a sudden, I've got to have some confidence here. And he said, how can I help you? And I said, well, I'm a University of Houston student. I want to work one day in network television. Wow. These are my roommates. I introduced them all. And he's, as, and I said, I was wondering if there perhaps could be something I could do this week. And I was looking for a job. He said, well, what do you have in mind? And with that, one of them, and I'm not sure it was John or Fred or Blaine, one of them blurted out, he wants to be on the air. And Omar kind of like <laughs> took a, almost spit out his cigarette and said, well... Uh, we have all the announcers we need, but if you would be willing to work with us this weekend, I can find some things for you to do. It wow. wouldn't pay anything, but I can get you a credential. I'll tell you what it is. You know, we're out here at 17. Our announcers are parking up at the clubhouse behind 18 Green. So I've got some people helping shuttle them by cart when they pull up uh, to start their day, and they bring them down to the compound. And then at the end of the day, you would need to drive them back to the parking lot. I thought, you know what? If I'm not going to be on there, this might be the second best job this weekend. <laughs> so, uh, that's amazing. Away we go. And I ended up being a runner for NBC that week. 